0: for the Equalizer, and it's a beautiful sculptor score for us. This ball is won by Armand Carlino Ohan the right person in the right field. Armagh for the Equalizer, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10.
1: Outstanding. Hello and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're here for our review show and we're looking back at Armagh's final league game of the 2022 season. As always, this podcast is brought to you in association with McKeever's team, we're proud suppliers of our, all Armagh GA merchandise. Aaron Kiernan is back with us this uh, for this podcast again. As I said, we're looking back at Armagh's final league game, which ended in a one point defeat to Donegal in Natterkenny. Arn, a defeat in the last round of the league. Um, Arma were already safe, obviously going into this game. So not not the the worst thing to happen in in the whole campaign. And if that's the last defeat Armagh have this season, it'll hardly worry anybody.
0: Yeah. Um. To be fair, like we had spoke spoken it last week, my feelings going into it was it's was obviously much more raiding on it from a Donegal perspective. Um, and it just because of that, it gave Gazer maybe something to think about in terms of what's more important to him at this stage. Uh, would it be good to have got the league final? It would have been, uh, surely, but it was sort of out of our hands because um, Mayo needed to lose and it, I didn't think that they the really would. Um, so you can see from the selection that it wasn't something, it wasn't a be-all and end-all for, for geezer. I, I would say if we weren't playing Donegal in the Championship, uh, in a few weeks time I, I think he probably would have went all out um but for me i i would have no issues with him mixing up the team giving a few boys a rest and um, seeing if some other boys could take on maybe a leadership role and um, you know it put me nugent back in again and um, it may be given the opportunity to to free up the likes of ray and groves grooves to give them a bit of a break um and, and it will do them no harm and um, it was good to get minutes back into into Ned nugent again because he'd missed a few weeks so um, I suppose just the way it, it, it panned out then and the fact that we drew level um, at, at the end and, and probably could have snuck it, you'd be disappointed then that we maybe didn't go and get the win. Um, but for me, ultimately, um, yeah, it's, it's what happens from here on in and um, getting all our bodies back and full focus uh, on Ballyboffae in a few weeks' time.
1: And as you said, Rory and Ryan only come on at half-time um, and sort of brought mob back into the game But obviously, Geezer and the team felt that, you know, they had the freedom to do that because they were already safe and there wasn't much riding on the game. Uh, Donegal didn't have the same comfort and probably, we were counting on, probably Michael Langan and Caelan McGonigal were the only two, you know, sort of guaranteed starters that didn't start yesterday. And Langan came on, Neil McGee came on as well. I think he was a blood sub, but I'm not sure if Neil McGee's a a guaranteed starter anymore. But Donegal, they certainly showed their hand uh, more. They were forced to show their hand more than Armagh were. Yeah,
0: and and that was always going to be the case. Um, you know their division one status was was obviously of paramount importance to them. So, um, whatever fit bodies they could get their hands on, uh, they were going to start. And to be fair, they did. And and you're right, the only two players that I could see forcing themselves into the team, um, would be, um, uh, well, potentially you throw in Niall O'Donnell, um, Kyla McGonigal, obviously, in midfield option, um, and then, um. For sure, Michael Langan's going to be going in uh, at at wing half forward. Um, sorry, Kieran Thompson was another one so probably that that we we had missed out on as well. So they have a few options. Um, but in terms of their mindset going into it, it would have been totally different. Like you know, it, it was a championship game for them. Where Armagh was only another weekend. Um, uh, so they were definitely, I suppose, the the more superior team. Um, early on. Um. We were probably just about hanging in there. Punished John Patton really well for for a pure defensive mistake, and um, we probably get a bit of luck in terms of you know Michael Murphy's missed penalty. And um, suppose the only good thing coming out of that between himself and McBrady, don't seem to be the best penalty, So maybe as a last resort, uh, if we're stuck in a few weeks' time, uh, we'll give away a penalty instead of someone the opportunity to to shoot from play. But yeah, t- to be fair, um team selection that we put out and the changes that that we had uh, and how much was riding on it for them, uh, for me, that that definitely was actually a positive from our perspective, the fact that we pushed them so hard um, whenever. It, it's just tough if you don't have anything, like no team was out to lose and no player goes out to lose, but you just need an edge sometimes. And Donegal obviously had a, had a mental edge because of, of the importance for them, but for everybody to still be able to, to put it up to them and um, the cause them, uh, problems all over the field, and um, for me, that that actually was as a big positive. And um, we got more minutes into players again that we hadn't seen, the likes of uh, K. McConville, Justin Cairns, obviously, um getting some game time. So uh, that that's great for them because it just gives them a wee bit of an insight and gives them a wee bit of belief that they're they're now capable of to step up. So um that I suppose, coupled with the amount of uh, new players that we we blooded and um, throughout the league campaign. I suppose you could look at it one way. In terms of we, everyone probably said Donegal had a bad league league campaign, nearly got relegated, similarly to Tyrone, um, and we end up in equal points with them. Um, but I wouldn't be that concerned about it because we had our work done, and you know, and then focus does automatically switch to what is most important. And for this team, Division One status again was the most important thing, but progression in the Ulster Championships now, what it's all about. And we've known from once out that we have a tough encounter away in valuable Buffet. Um and like I have no doubt that's all that was in the players' minds um probably for the past week to ten days and what it will be for the next three weeks.
1: And Aaron, just in the last five games, probably looking at the results, uh, Armagh's forms worrying. They've only won, you know, one game in the last five games. But given that good start on that four points picked up against Dublin and throne do you think Armagh might be Maybe they've been training harder. They've seen this as a chance to get extra work in. Now that they were, after the first two games, they were more or less guaranteed safety. They only needed a point or two picked up in them last five games. Do you think Armagh have maybe tailored their training now and they've, they've went gung-ho at the start? Now they're, they've been in championship mode for the last, you know, month or two? Uh,
0: no, I don't actually, because it's always just sports science and how you plan out your season. There would be a schedule that sort of would generally be set uh, in terms of workload that you're going to put through players. Um, and with the intensity of the National League now and the shortened season, uh, it probably doesn't allow for a whole pile of intense work in between games because it's it's more about um, just recovering and suppose, learning from mistakes and improving on what's going well for you. Um, so from from that perspective, no, probably not. Um, I, I would say that I suppose the Monaghan game if, if you take each game in its own context like the Monaghan game first half like to be fair we were very lucky to be still in it but again we should choose positives to, to turn it around get ourselves into a winning position and obviously we got we caught with the, the lake equaliser and that there but In every game, like we have been hugely competitive. Like there's only a kick of ball even in the games that we did lose, and we have to remember that we're talking about competing against teams at at this stage um, that are talked about as maybe your top three or four teams um, for winning the All Ireland, not just provincial titles, and not staying in Division One. Um, So that's what you're coming up against in your your carries and your Mayo's. there was huge positives to be taken out of those games. I suppose if we reflect on on the whole league itself, where we've dropped off and we did speak about it last week was the scores and the amount of scores that we were getting early on in the league compared to to where it is now. Um, Now, weather has obviously changed this past few weeks where it's getting a bit better, feeds are getting a bit firmer, other opposition teams are are becoming sort of more full strength and the biggest compliment that we can pay is that they're paying us a lot more attention Um, but I think in there it just gives us an opportunity where we need to look back to what were we doing really well early on in the league, what is straight up to us, how can we get back to getting over 20 points on the board um, and and we did mention it last week, we have the personnel to do it. Um, you know, it's it's there, um, you know, there's, it's not to say we're in, we're in big trouble and we don't have the ability to get these scores, we do, um, but it's just given us an area that, that we can improve on and like I said, uh. Sometimes in your wins you know, you don't pick up a whole pile yourself but I would have thought there would be huge learnings in those games where we narrowly lost that the management team will be able to see a few key areas that we can improve on Um, and I have no doubt that we will Um, and I think just what happened at the end in Valley Buffet yesterday has just uh, sold it out Um, in in a few weeks time. Uh, I don't think there will be a a standing space left in it but again that's that's brilliant, that's exactly what what you want as a player Um, and for us as supporters heading to it, uh, it's just put that bit more of an edge in it.
1: We'll have to talk about it, Arne. And um, I don't know; like it's impossible to tell what's going on when the, these sort of rows happen. There's wee bits and pieces, you know, all around. There's different rows going on, and it's hard to tell who even is involved. Like because it was at the over by the subs bench, so subs were involved. Um, I've seen, you know, stewards involved as well. Like, it's impossible to tell what happened. But this, this is I think we, we did speak about this after the Throne incident a couple of weeks ago. Like, you've said it yourself. Like, it, it's just one in, all in when that happens. Like, and you don't want to be taking a backward step, particularly when you're meeting Donegal in the Championship. You can't be seen to be taking a backward step. So once something like that begins, whether you like it or not, you sort of have to be involved in it, don't you? You have to run into it.
0: It is unfortunately once the testosterone gets going in (laughs) young men, this is just what happens and we all get involved in it, we all do it. And you sit back and you reflect the day and you'll be like, Jesus, you know, there's a bit of worry. Um and I I I would fear um that there will be some like to me there's not a whole pile in it again, but I, I just would be afraid after what happened in the throne game, um where their suspensions weren't overturned um, and we know how good they are at getting them overturned and they all stuck. Um, so the fact that the referee didn't take any action yesterday, it means that everybody can be dealt with um, in, in their own individual context. So uh, it would be a worry for me. Um, I suppose the only positive out of it is it couldn't be equally as bad for Donegal as, as it can for ourselves. I didn't see a huge pile in terms of any clear strikes, even though I know they mentioned it on League Sunday that night, um about uh, punches has being thrown that to me it didn't look like any it was it was chaos. It was hard to tell what was happening, who was even involved in it. Um but I, I do know that whenever it comes to Crow Park um they'll have no problem spending the night uh, sitting and going through in slow motion and picking out as many people as they can. So um it'll probably be a nervous enough week uh, to see where we end up with it. Um it was a it was a disappointing end to it, um. But yeah, it's just what you said. You see, once it, it comes to someone's fronting up there, you and you know what's coming down the tracks, uh, nobody's going to back down. Like, um, and unfortunately, these are just one of the things that, that come off the back of it.
1: And our like Croke Park are going to make a meal of this, I, I think. After the whole throne debate, like they got four, and as you say, they didn't get their suspensions off. Krook Park are going to have to come down hard on this. Like, There's no other... I know Throne fans were already giving off on Twitter last night I think, you know, they were wondering how many of their players are going to be suspended <laughs> over this and all that nonsense. But Krook um, Park are going to come down hard. There is going to be suspensions. And it's just... It's about who sort of now, isn't it? That's the big worry.
0: It is, yeah. I, I would just be preparing myself that we'll not be going to Donegal with a full hand in a few weeks' time. Who it is lord knows um but i think again this is another one of the definitely not a perk of social media but it has a huge influence and um, everybody has their say throws their two pence into it and you know whether we like it or not and maybe they would never admit it it does influence and um, you know it, it just highlights uh, stuff more it puts thoughts in people's head it gives them sort of an impression or a narrative of, of, of what other people thought happened, and yeah, off the back of it, then action will be taken. So, um, we just have to sit and wait and see, um, and hope for the best.
1: And, Aaron, as we said, like this league, um, first box of the year, Tech Darmall have survived in Division One, uh, not only that, but survived with the game in hand and finished the league third in the table. So, um, Definitely, as I said earlier, maybe results haven't been as good in the last couple of weeks, but a hugely um, impressive league from Arma. They've shown now that they can do this against the big teams, they can compete against the big teams, and it's just about carrying that forward now over the next you know weeks and months and hopefully getting a championship run.
0: It, it has been, um, and I, I think it was... Uh, the biggest plus, again, yesterday, right, we conceded one fourteen, um, but we're, we're never getting overrun with goal opportunities anymore, and, and that's been consistent um, from, from the league has started. Uh, you know, it, it, a couple of goals is all we've conceded, um, only one a game. Um, you know, that was the most at any stage that we, we did concede, um, so that's a, an absolutely massive improvement from where we were last year um, and something that obviously was a key focus and both the management and the players can see that what they worked on uh, was beneficial. Um, but in terms of your right, like the just look at the excitement that has built within the county, and um, you know, like the, the amount of people that even stayed behind after the games yesterday, you know, looking to get pictures and, and autographs off the players again. And um, for me, that's been massive, um because it's not about the team. The team are your representatives, really. Um, But ultimately, there has to be, uh, you have to get the whole county involved in it. You know, you have to bring as many on board because that's where the, I suppose, the buzz and the the enjoyment really comes off. Um, So I I would have to say that's been one of the the most pleasing aspects for me is the numbers that are travelling to RMI games again because... The, they're enjoying seeing their team playing. and um, you know, they're enjoying the brand, of football that they're playing, and they're enjoying seeing it's back in Division One and competing against the top teams and the best players. Um, so that that's been absolutely uh, positive as far as I've been concerned. And I I do think I think we're really well set up. I think if you look at the amount new players that we've blooded, um, and the consistent levels that we have, like. If you remember, even whenever we were back in Division Three, like it was one good week, one bad week. Like for, for two years now, we've been consistent, and um, you know, at Division One level, um, and that's not something to be taken taken lightly. You know, we have to remember where we've come from, and um, and and for me, it has. It's been a, it's been a really really enjoyable league campaign. Um, it's brilliant that we were guaranteed that we have it to look forward to next year. And um, but my whole thing last year was, you know. Uh, stay in Division 1 same thing again this year whenever it was a full calendar uh, stay in Division 1 but my focus this year was staying in Division 1 but it it has to be Championship now we need to get a run going we need to get back to an Ulster final we need to get back to being provincial champions and for me I I don't see the sense in in worrying or waiting for another year or building for something else Um, and players and management they don't need to be worrying about all that there but that's us as supporters that's what what we want to see, and that's where we think they're capable of going. So, uh, why wait for another year?
1: And Aaron, just to finish up, um, I want to talk about uh, a player of the league who has been your your standout. There's been a couple of new players coming in, the likes of Kieran Mack and Kelly. Obviously, Ryan O'Neill has been outstanding. You've Charlie O'Burns <coughs> switching to wing half back, and he's been really good. Who who has been <coughs> your standout throughout the the league campaign?
0: Um, well, I suppose early on, obviously, Rain lit it up um, and he, he showed the country again um, the quality and calibre of player he has. And I know across for Glenn, uh, we know how lucky we are to have him and it's the same throughout the rest of the county. Um, but I, I would have to say uh, in terms of boys who have really made their stamp on it um, and embedded themselves into a team, um, Tiernan has been has been super uh, in terms of his work rate, his turnovers, his use of possession, uh, his score getting and um, he's been brilliant and you know for someone so young um, looks really composed and, and at home as a county footballer now but uh, I, I would have to agree with you then if you look at the whole in terms of consistency levels, the job he's done but how effective he's been, uh, Kieran Mankin for me has been outstanding. Um, I'd only seen a wee bit of him, um, at, at club football, not a huge amount. And yeah, like, did I think he was going to, well, let's say, even go back to the Dublin game, like, was I worried thinking, geez, he's heading into Co Park for his first game, he's going to come up against Brian Fenton? I was, I genuinely was, and um, because it's Crow Park you're playing against arguably one of the greatest midfielders we've ever had um, but I would just say that made alone the confidence that he would have stuck from that and um, he's just carried it throughout the whole league campaign
1: unbelievable
0: work ethic um, the type of player to me looking from the outside in uh, that you would love to have as a teammate um, very selfless in what he does and then in possession does the simple things well um, so I think in terms of what you get ask for if you're, if you're a management or you know a, a teammate that you're playing with, and um, I don't think he could ask for any more than what he gives you uh, every day. He goes out, so um, absolutely massive plus, and looking forward to seeing him now getting his opportunity in championship in a few weeks' time, and hopefully building on it. Because to be fair, while Division One is very competitive, it's still league. It's always another step up in championship, but um, I think he's shown more than enough at this stage to to confirm that he's fit and ready for. It.
1: So obviously, as always, we'll be building up to that championship game um, over the next few weeks. And we'll be back on Thursday's show. And we'll be looking forward to the two league finals that Armagh are involved in. The ladies are taking on Kerry in Croke Park in the Division 2 league final. And Armagh Hurlers are also in the league final against Tyrone. Um, uh, I think that's on Saturday night. Um, so we'll be previewing both um, games this weekend. And of course, we'll be previewing all the club league games that are starting this week as well. Arn, thanks very much for coming on and thanks very much for um, your help over the last seven league games for our and we'll hopefully hear from you in the championship as well. Not a problem, Sean. Thank you very much.
0: It's won by Armand Carline huh? O'Handa, the right person in the right field. Armand for the equalizer, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10. Oh, it's, it's up to Kira McGee, the cup hook, yes.